Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode slash chapter of the podcast here. M out. I'm your host, Elijah Mendez, a.k.a. The Prophet, a.k.a. Eli. Go follow the podcast on Instagram as well for all the updates on the pod. We have a new episode today, Chapter 17, The Stretch Run. Follow the podcast at here, underscore, E, period, M, period, out for all the updates you don't want to miss. There's plenty to get into. We got the Batman review. I'll give you guys my take on that. I had a sales conference with my job. I'll give you a little dabble into that as to what it is to return back to an office setting after two years of working from home. I'll give you guys a little taste of that. We got Catalog Corner with the infamous Kanye West. I'll discuss that. I'll get into the fashion. You know, the new Supreme uh, Burberry drop came out this week. I'll discuss that. I'll give you guys some vacation essentials because vacation time is coming up. Spring break is coming up. So I know you guys are going to be out here in the Floridas, the Puerto Ricos, the the Dominican Republics, uh, you know, the Virgin Islands, wherever you guys are going. I'll give you guys some essentials that I feel like you need to bring on vacation when it comes to your fashion pieces. Next, we look into what is the next trend? What is the next thing that could come back? Or what is something new that people are going to be rocking uh, in the upcoming seasons of spring and summer? I'll give you a little taste of that. League Fit of the Week. We'll present that. Uh, We'll get into sports. The MOB is back, baby. Yankees, Mets, we'll discuss it all. There's top free agents are still available. Where's Freddie Freeman going? Where's Carlos Correa going? You know? Where's Trevor's story going? Where's Matt Olson being traded to? There's so many dominoes that have to fall. And I'll just give you guys my takes and, you know, let you know what I believe is going to happen with the Mets and Yankees. The Knicks, after winning three straight, lose a tough one in Memphis against the second-ranked team in the the West. I'll discuss that a little bit. Brooklyn embarrasses Philly in Philly after they're focused on Ben Simmons. They should be focused on their team after getting blown out the water by the Brooklyn Nets. And we'll give you some WrestleMania updates, you know. Um, It's been a while since I talked about wrestling here. But, um, you know, with the lack of sports um, going on right now in the sports world, I'll give you guys some WrestleMania updates, what's going on with that, uh, what matches I'm looking forward to. Is it going to – do I consider it to be a good show right now? We'll get into all that. And I just got that WWE 2K22, and I was playing that. I'll give you guys a little taste of how I felt about that. And so much more. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in for another episode. This is the stretch run here. Three more episodes in this season, man. Three more until the season is over. And then we move on to season three. But just a lot to get into. Looking forward to it. So let's get it rolling. So as you guys know, we like to start off the podcast with the words of wisdom and this is the 17th episode of chapter two so if you guys don't know what the words of wisdom is by now i don't know where you guys are listening to this pod at this point but i'll go over for all the new people that are coming in the words of wisdom are words that we like to use as motivation words to make us look up look forward to so that's what I like to use the words of wisdom for. When I'm feeling down, I like to read these things to realize, you know, 
there's so much more to learn, so much more to grow, so much more to see, etc., etc., etc. So, the words of wisdom I have for this week are by an artist by the name of On Rand, A Y N Rand. And he states, a creative man is motivated by the desire to achieve, not by the the desire to beat others. In the world of creative, the the world of creativity, right? The world of art, music, actual art, um sports, podcasting, producing, rapping, singing, all this, it's all a competition really because people consider it as a fight to be one of the ones that make it. But what this quote is saying that is that we should be motivated to achieve the personal goals that we have for this. For example, this podcast here. My desire was to achieve a podcast, and I got that. Also, my desire is to expand my audience, be able to have more males, more females, you know, more whoever wants to listen to this pod. I want to be able to not only have people who are into sports listen, not only people who listen to music, not only people that want to hear about fashion. I want all audiences to be here. I want them to be able to listen throughout the show and be like, wow, I connect to that point. Or, wow, I agree with what he's saying here. Or, I I don't really agree with that. Because in life, you're going to have people that love you. You're going to have people that hate you. It's just a matter of what you do with that. And in these words, I see it as you should be motivated motivated by your own self-desires. And that's what I'm motivated by. And I hope you guys are the same. Don't worry about the competition. Just focus on your craft and make sure you're getting better and doing everything you can possible to be better by the day. Preferably by the minute, you know. You put work into your craft, you'll see success. So those are the words of wisdom for this week. Now, I wanted to get into this Batman review, man. I heard all the, all these um, pretty much reviews right before I watched the movie where everyone was saying this movie is great. This movie is going to be amazing. You know, three hours long, but it don't feel like three hours. Very interesting stuff. I saw the movie. Uh, last week in the theaters. And I got to tell you, that movie was great. Better than any Batman that's come out in the past, uh, since The Dark Knight, I would say. I don't know how long ago that was. Maybe about eight, nine years now. But it wasn't better than The Dark Knight, I would say. But it did give you a new, fresh Batman. A different take. And Robert Pattinson did a great job. And I know a lot of people are like, Robert Pattinson from Twilight. How the heck are you seeing him as Batman? But he added like a... I could see how they're saying it was more of a a gothic, um, dark version of a Batman. Because, you know, he's really struggled with his self-identity. Or who he is. Who he truly is. After what happened with his parents. You know, this is like the beginning stages of Batman. You know, the past movies were 
the person who's played Batman has been Batman for a while by now. Well, this Batman is different. He's only been Batman for maybe one to two years. His relationship with Gordon is, you know, with Detective Gordon is very new. You know, he's meeting Catwoman for the first time. Uh, a lot of introductions of characters. I think the Riddler did a great job. Um, the actor who played him, real great job. And the detective work was amazing. And, you know, I, I definitely give it two thumbs up. My favorite character was Zoe Kravitz. She did a great job with Catwoman. Um Honestly, it was just great overall movie. If you're like into that um, crime detective, while also some um, cool effects, I think that's definitely what Batman gave us for sure. And I thought it was a really well-made movie and the best Batman we've had in a long time, in my opinion. So I would definitely say go check out that new Batman when you get the chance. Really worth the three hours watching the movie. And really solid production. I think out of 10, I'd rate it. I had told my dad, like 9.5 out of 10. Like that's really one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I got to watch Uncharted. Shout out to my boy Tony for letting me know. I got to watch that too with Tom Allen and Mark Wahlberg uh, to see how they do on that. Uh, Uncharted was one of those games you played as a kid. If you had the PlayStation, uh, you know what's up. But uh, definitely looking forward to watching that at some point as well. Next thing I wanted to get into that's non-fashion music or sports is I had a sales conference last week with my job. And I just wanted to give you guys, uh, you know, a little... Uh, point of view of how it is going back to the office after working from home for the past couple of years. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I started working from home, you know, March of 2020. And, um, you know, I've been working from home with two different companies now. Um, with this being the second working from home. And that's just a new way of life now. Nowadays, everyone's working from home. Like, these companies don't want to pay leases on these offices. So they're deciding, all right, we don't want to do that. So we'd rather just pay workers to stay home and do the work because they can they can do the same amount of work or more from home versus being in the office. You're taking away the social aspect of it. You're taking away the travel time from going home to coming back. You know, it's it's a lot for these companies to think about. And for them to save money, they rather just have, you know, send them equipment so they can work from home and everyone wins kind of. People will get to stay at home and relax while, you know, be in their own comfort zone while doing their work. Um, <clears throat> but I definitely believe there are disadvantages to it. One of the disadvantages being the fact that you're not having that social, you know, um, connection with people who work in the same job as you. You know, talking to them on a daily, not through Zoom, not through a, a chat, but talking to somebody one-on-one -on -one in person is way different than talking to somebody online. And that could go back to relationships, to friendships. Like, it's not the same. And, you know, like the connection, like you, you always look forward to seeing the person in person, you know, versus seeing a person on Zoom or in a chat, if you, you know, talking to someone that interests you. 
I think it's the same thing with work. You know, you you have a better, I guess, connection and you, you work better as a team when you are with someone, with people face-to-face versus talking to each other in a little box, you know. But the sales conference was very good. Uh, just seeing, you know, what the company has to offer, you know, it was in, it was in our a new office. Uh, you know, it was nice. You know, it was about 20 of us, you know, just, you know, separately sitting on each table, about 10 on each table. There was like a sofa and there's two rooms that are like one-on-one conference rooms. They have a little like, uh, what's the word? pantry area, I guess. And then you got the, you know, you got the microwave and the mini fridge uh, towards the back of the office. Uh, real nice office. It's been a while since I've been there, but it was nice to uh, talk to the people that I've worked with for the past, you know, since October and get to know them better. Uh, you know, make connections about the job in person versus like over chat because you don't really want to put the energy in, let's be honest, into doing that while you're working from home. That same energy, you're just waiting for that time to clock out, you know, for a lot of people. But it was really cool. The idea of going on the train is kind of the thing I don't, I don't miss taking the train early in the morning. Like that, that morning rush is ridiculous, man. That first, I think it was that Tuesday. I wasn't Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. My bad. So I'm going in to the office, and I'm I'm like, you know, I got everything. I'm dressed up. I'm ready to go, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm on a good time. So I see the L train is literally two minutes. I'm like, oh crap, I gotta run. So I'm running, and this lady in front of me is walking at a pace of zero point one miles an hour. I'm like, lady. Come on. And honestly, my intention is like, I don't, don't want to just push this lady to the side. But obviously, I'm not going to do that. Come on, man. Uh, but in my, in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, please. Because I don't want to be late on the first day. I'm an assistant, man. I don't want I don't want to be seen as that, that assistant that comes in late. You know, I want to make sure I'm well prepared, look ready to go. You know? <clears throat> you know, in, my, in, in the conference, people were wearing sneakers. So me, I had I had shoes on. I had the Johnny Flinsters on. You know, the hard steppers. So uh it was just weird to see, you know, my heads and in, in sneakers. I'm like, oh wow. Made me want to wear a pair. Then one of the colleagues I work with, she wore a pair of sneakers. She's like, ah, I figured if, you know, he wore a pair, then I could wear a pair. And I was like, oh man, I should have wore a pair then. But I didn't want to come off as that, you know, like someone who didn't know how to dress, who didn't know that business casual. I was doing that in the office for where I was working at previously for a year or so. I know what business casual is. It wasn't sneakers back then, but hey, I'm I'm with it. You know me. If you don't, I got like 40 pairs of shoes and I don't wear them like that. I only wear them during the weekend pretty much. I got one pair of shoes to take the dog out. That's about it. But yeah. So I just wanted to give you guys a dabble into, you know, what it's like going back to the office, man. I, it, you know, going to the Starbucks, bringing the coffee upstairs, and just sitting down and doing your work. It's different because I don't have two screens like I do here. It was just one. But still, I definitely enjoyed the social aspect of it. It was nice to talk to people about the job versus, you know, like I said, talking to them via chat. And it's a step in the right direction, I presume, because eventually we're going to be Put into working in the office a couple days a week, which for me could start possibly this week coming up. 
So let's see. But uh, it was a nice experience, and I just wanted to give you guys, you know, open the curtain up a little bit so you guys can see what I do on my daily life besides what I do in the podcasting. But that's enough about me. Let's move on to the man who loves talking about himself in Catalog Corner for the music part of the pod. All right, so we are into the section of the podcast we like to call Catalog Corner. Now, Catalog Corner is a special segment where we like to dive into a specific artist and the music they have brought out to us as fans. I've done a couple artists already, from the Gunners to the Tyler, the Creators, to uh, I think I did one other person. I'm not too sure who it was. Um, yeah, I can't find who it was. I think it was Lil Baby. But this week with the genius um, documentary on Netflix still running, I wanted to go over Kanye West, one of the most controversial, biggest artists we have seen uh, ever since he's relate, he released in the uh, 2004 with his first album, The College Dropout. Now, it was just so interesting, and I've talked about this last pod, seeing the guy come up from where he was to where he is now, it's just really cool. You know, the man is a genius. I, I do consider him a genius. And he's a real music mongol, fashion mongol, and just uh, a social presence that I don't think we've really seen in the music world like he has done. Kanye's an icon. So uh, it's it's not hard for me to say why this guy is so special. And that's one of the first questions we like to dabble into when it comes to Catalog Corner. He was just different. The drive he had, learning from the documentary, the drive, um, the determination to make a name for himself was huge. And get out of this bubble or this box of people thinking this guy is just a producer when he's way more than that. And he had to climb all the way from the bottom to the top. And you got to give his mom props, man. Donda, shout out to Kanye's mom. She was with him and knew he would be a star from jump. Like I, I remember when he, she was just commenting on his chains, you know, mom like us, what the hell are you about putting money on them chains for? What do you need them shits? You know? Well, for someone to take them from you, give someone a reason to rob you? Like, for her, it was more like, you know, I, I, I really like this piece of jewelry. I knew, you know, you needed a new chain. Like, that's that's a different perspective that his mom took. And she was she knew what Kanye was. He was a talented young man. And he proved that nothing was going to stop him from making a name for himself. And whether it be running, tracking down MTV, you know, going to Rockefeller themselves and telling them I need a deal, you know, playing them his music or going to all these different artists' studio sessions because he didn't have the money to have his own studio sessions. So he would, you know, work with artists, collab with them in order to have some studio session time. And it's just, 
it's just cool to see where Kanye started and for him to go on this run like he did and really make a name for himself and be known as one of the greatest artists of our generation, one of the greatest artists of all time. So for me, the most underrated song. Now, I feel like like I, I thought Through the Wire was going to be my answer, but after the hearing, that's like his first hit song. You know, besides Jesus Walks, obviously, but Through the Wire was one of the top other songs from the college dropout. You know, and I, I also thought that uh, Slow Jams, you know, was one of my favorite songs. And it, it was tough to choose most underrated song. But my most underrated song was Heard Him Say with him and Adam Levine. Um, it's just that the song, the lyrics to the song are just humongous. You know, and the vocals from Adam Levine really make that song. Um, and, you know, he, he just talked. This is like the first thing we talk about what Kanye brings like real life issues into light. You know, talking about, you know, how can I at least get a raise in the minimum wage? I don't know the government administer AIDS. So I guess, you know, I try to pray like the ministers say. You know, it's just a lot of, you know, he, he speaks out on what he doesn't like. You know, talking about his his family, how his, his aunt Pam couldn't put the cigarettes down, you know, and how she was addicted to to cigarettes and you know and how you know that 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 was killing her i thought it was a real well-produced well-made song and one of the most underrated because not a lot of people remember the heard him say song from late registration but it's one of my favorite songs i believe of mr west um next one which is kind of tough would be favorite album so my favorite album would have to be um, Graduation. Graduation just has so many hits on it. From Good Morning to Champion to Stronger to Good Life, Can't Tell Me Nothing, Flashing Lights, you know, Homecoming, Big Brother. Like, that album was filled with heat. So graduation was his 2007 album. It's his third. It was his third studio album, and Kanye killed that album. And one of my favorite albums by Kanye, or the favorite album that Kanye released, in my opinion, of course. Favorite song now. So my favorite Kanye song is from 808s and Heartbreak. It would have to be Heartless. I know the lyrics from that song from top to bottom. You know, I would be singing it on our way. I remember we used to go in the after-school day camp in Williamsburg Community Center. Uh, that's where I spent most of my time as a kid. And, you know, going on these field trips to all these amusement parks and all that. We were lucky, you know. Our, the financial situation for the community center was way better than it is now. So we were l- lucky enough to be able to go to all these amusement parks, go to all these different trips, zoos, aquariums, etc. So it was really cool. And I remember playing love lockdown and just singing the lyrics that and um heartless you know those are my two songs man those are the two jams that i used to listen to all the time as a kid and uh you know heartless was my favorite it's honestly my favorite song um uh the last um thing i'm missing here would be uh best song with a feature 
So the best song with Kanye as the feature. Um, that's tough, man. I he's got a lot of songs where I think he kills it. Cause I I could go Otis where I think him and Jay just killed that song, but it's also a collab album. So Otis would be number one for me, I think. Um, just cause. You know, they 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 just killed that song. And it was one of my favorite songs of all time. American Boy is another one uh, with Estelle and him. Uh, that would be the second one. And then... Um, hmm. uh, let me think. That's tough, man. I guess... Hmm. Don't Like was another one. I think Don't Like as well. Yeah, I'm going to say Don't Like is the third. Definitely. So Don't Like, American Boy, and Otis. Those are my three songs with Kanye's best feature on it because I think he kills that. And, you know, just recently, City of Gods. I think his feature on that was crazy. And then Easy with the game and him was also a hot. And I should was, you know, he killed that. That beat was crazy by Dre. The sample was ridiculous. And... The stuff he's saying was, <laughs> it created a following. It created people coming after Pete Davidson. It was hilarious. So uh, props to Kanye, man. I'm looking forward to keep watching the documentary. I want to see what more Kanye was going through as he rise to the fame that he got. So definitely looking forward to the album. I mean, to the album. Definitely looking forward to the documentary. And um, let's see what happens with this Donna 2, man. Is it going to stay on STEM player or not? Kind of curious about that, but yeah, I, I right now I didn't think Donna Two was better than Donna One, but that's my opinion, and that would be an, a contra, that will be a conversation for a different day, I think. Um, but yeah, so I think that uh, that's what that's Catalog Corner with Kanye West. So now I wanted to get into uh, the top five songs I'm listening to right now. Oh, before, before I get into that, uh, Fabio Foreign is dropping an album this month. So uh, let's see how that goes. That guy has, Fabio has a lot of momentum right now, as we know. After City of Gods, you know, his his verse on Off the Grid. You know, a lot of people are looking forward to seeing what this album is about. And I, I, I'm kind of curious to see where he's at, you know. Like, I feel like the Kanye um, rec- uh, sign-off, like, really you know, push Fabi to a different level when it comes to his rap game. So, you know, it looked like he put the work in, so you got to give him props. Lil Durk also came out with an album uh, Friday 7220, which is the address of his old, uh, the number of his address for his old, uh, his grandmother's old house. Real personal album, it seems like. I haven't listened to the whole thing through, Um but, you know, Dirk is one of the best lyrical artists out there, I believe. And, you know, he speaks a true story when it comes to his lyrics. He tr- he only talks about true shit shit he's actually went through. Um, I've heard, like, maybe six songs off the album. You know, so I haven't heard the full 17. But I heard what happened to Virgil, um, Petty Tube, uh, Aha, uh, Started From, Head Taps. Uh, no interviews and Barbarian, I believe. Salad, you know, the, all those songs are salad. My favorite out of all, all those would probably be uh, Petty Two with Future. 
Um, and then it was also started from, I thought it was a real good start to his album as he, you know, went back to how he grew up, you know, how he remembers still being in the trenches at one point. So real solid listen. Um, I think right now it's a seven out of 10. It could be 7.58 after I listen to the rest of the album, or it could go down. We never know. If those last, uh, whatever 10 or so songs are trash in my opinion, then, you know, I might lower it down to 6.5, but I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Uh, Lil Durk is one of the hottest rappers out there right now. So, uh, and this is a highly anticipated album for Little Dirk fans. So um, you can see he put the work in. And, you know, he he had his little rise of fame. He kind of went down and then he got that fame again. So shout out to Dirk, yo, man, and what he's doing. So speaking of that, I want to give you guys the updated top five songs I'm listening to right now. I like to give you guys this every couple of weeks so you, you know, can just see what, you know, get any ideas of songs that you might want to listen to. So, um. I apologize for the the background music there. Uh, Spotify, please don't sue me. All right. I don't have the following and the money for that. That was an accident, okay? But speaking of that, that is one of the top five songs I've been listening to constantly. City of Gods, Fabio Foreign, Alicia Keys, Kanye West. He put Alicia Keys on a New York song. It's like LeBron on the Miami Heat, man. They just get that extra push and, you know, it's, it's dominance. It's like KD on the Warriors. Um, so that's I, I'm not gonna put it in a specific order, like, yeah, this is mine. This is one. I'm gonna say this is one. Um number two, through the wire. I know through the wire is an older song, but after listening to the documentary and watching everyone's reaction to it, you ever like watch a show or a music video and be like, it makes you like the song even more? That's how I felt about through the wire and the in the, um, the documentary about Kanye. It was just one of those songs that made me want to hear more and more. So uh, Through the Wires, number two. Uh, Playboy by JX0. Shout out to him, man. He's making real real noise in the social media world, you know, with everyone in the gritty and all that to his song. Uh, it's a real pump-up song. Gets you lit. Gets you hype. Um, and I think Playboy is a... Nice song and definitely something I'm listening to right now. So that's three. Uh, Nail Tech by Jack Harlow would be four. Uh, Jack killing the game, man. He's out here in Turks and Caicos with Drake now. So, you know, he's moved up in life. Give the man his props. You know, he's killing the game right now. So uh, Nail Tech is four. And then number five. um, Number five was a little difficult, but I think uh, Attention by Omale and Justin Bieber, that's the Newest uh, song that came out just last week. Uh, real uh, vibey zone, man. Uh, reminds like that Afrobeat-esque type of sound. I like those. Ty- I like that type of music. Afrobeat is one of my favorite genres of music, honestly. And, uh, you know, Justin Bieber apparently likes it himself, too, because he's on a lot of Afrobeat songs recently. Uh, but this is an original with him. It's not featuring him, you know, or he remixed it. So uh, definitely a real nice song. Enjoy listening to it. Um, and that's my top five. Uh, so we'll move on to the fashion world. All right, ladies and gentlemen, some of you guys' favorite section of the pod, we call this the fashion part of the podcast. First thing I wanted to dabble into, new Supreme Drop. 
Now, if you guys didn't see the videos, man, Supreme and Burberry had a collab. And there were people waiting outside the Manhattan store from before 4 a.m. just to get their hands potentially on some Supreme Burberry. Because that shit would make you some cash, bruh. Some cash. I talked to my barber earlier today about it. Um, and there's money to be made, man. I'm kind of mad that I wasn't able to cop anything online. It was impossible. I tried, man. I should have had went to uh, the spot on Graham to try to get myself some pieces. I would have had to run my ass right to the car because them shits is the money you making from these is crazy. So Supreme Burberry, I'll just give you an example of some of the pieces that came out. Supreme Burberry box logo tee. Uh, tee, obviously, with the Supreme tag in the middle of the shirt, but in a Burberry print in the background. Went for $54. Right now, they're going for about $300 for the T-shirt. Uh, next, you got the Supreme Burberry box logo hooded sweatshirt. Same thing. I like the T-shirt, but in a hoodie version, it came out with gray, black, and pink. $198 going for about $700. Crazy. Um, they had uh, also the uh, Supreme Burberry skateboards, which came out. Um, you know, they had the Burberry iconic brown plaid. Um, they had a, a pink plaid with Burberry. And then, you know, the simple Burberry sign with the Supreme under it. Those went for 68 Those are going for money right now. I didn't see exactly how much. You had the uh, Supreme Burberry dem denim trucker jacket which is going for money now, too. It came out with the blue and Burberry print in uh, the beige and then the pink. It's uh, fire, man. They got the, the puffer jackets going for $600, uh, some bucket hats, which are what I mean, crazy. Um, and then you got the, the denim six-panel hats. They got striped Burberry rugbies. They had some jeans, uh, leather jackets, which was a Burberry exclusive. Uh, some trench coats. It was a big drop, man. Um, which saw a lot of eyes go to Burberry. Everyone feeling like they could have made some money off that. Um, I, I wish I was making money off that because times is tough out there. But I thought it was a fire collab. I thought it was something different, something new. And Supreme always does these uh, pretty big collabs at least once per season. And with the Burberry collab, I thought it was really solid. Two thumbs up for that. And I honestly, you know, if I had to choose a piece, one piece to have, it would probably be, I don't know, man. That denim trucker jacket is crazy, bro. And that beige plaid, that shit would go hard, man. I think I think the beige plaid ooh, uh, denim jacket would have been fire. That, that's my favorite piece, I think. Uh, second would probably be the bucket hat, honestly. I think the, the Burberry bucket is fire with the Supreme Sound logo on it. That's heat. But speaking of buckets, uh, speaking of T-shirts, we're going into the vacation essentials. So what should you guys be bringing on your vacations? I'm talking about when y'all going to the Miami beaches, the 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 Puerto Ricos, the, the La República Dominicanas, the Puerto Ricos, the Virgin Islands, wherever you're going for spring break. These are some essentials I believe that you guys need to bring with you. First one. This is a shot at us men out there. 
swim trunks, bro, and good fitting swim trunks. You know what I'm saying? You don't want the John Cena fitted swim trunks, but you don't want the Speedos on either, man. But don't pull up to a pool or beach in basketball shorts, bro. Are we really still doing that? So you can afford an expensive-ass T-shirt, but you can't afford to get yourself some actual swim trucks you're going to be running into the pool with some gym shorts on? Come on, man. That's not attractive to ladies, bro. You know? I, I Get yourself a real pair of swim trunks, bro. That's that's number one. I think swim trunks is an essential. This is for men specific. Obviously, the women, they're going to bring their bathing suits. Um, so I'm not really worried about that. But that's that's the shot really at the men. You know, I don't want to, you know, fellas, you shouldn't be going to the beach in basketball shorts, bro. I guess some actual swim trunks on. Um, number two, I would say a fanny, uh, a fanny pack slash sling bag, a bag that you guys could put your essentials in. You know, when you're on vacation, you're getting, you know, you drink a little too much, you, whatever you're doing, you're smoking too much, whatever you're doing, just keep yourself, keep your personal belongings safe. You know, at all times, it's better to have a bag than putting stuff in your pockets. Uh, you know, because, you know, pit pocketers are out there, you can, you have your, you know, you might have a loose pocket or a small pocket and stuff slips out easily, man. Be at one rent, you could be bar hopping, going to this bar, that bar, this bar. And, you know, you, you having to tap your pants every single time to make sure you got everything is, uh, it's a hassle, man. So if you can have a bag on you that you, you know, you're able to keep eyes, that's not going to really leave your sight. Um, then a bag, I think, is essential, especially during vacation time, because it could keep all your personal belongings, tips, uh, cash for tips, your keys, your wallet, you know, your ID, your phone, you know, just to keep everything safe versus keep it in your pockets, man. So that's my number two essential. Number three, uh, some sunglasses, man. Shades, ladies and men, it's hot out there. The sun is beaming. I'm one of those people that hate the sun glaring in my eye. So a pair of sunglasses for me is essential, and I'm pretty sure a pair of sunglasses is essential for everyone else. You know, you can find sunglasses for cheap. You can find expensive sunglasses. You know, there's options all over the place, man. And I didn't even give you guys some examples of where to get these things from. I mean, it, it should be obvious, though. Swim trunks you can get from any clothing store, pretty much. Pick your clothing store. That's gonna, they're going to sell some swim trunks. Um the H&M's, the Forever 21's, the Zara's, the Jimmy Jazz, the Top Man's, the ASOS, you know, go wherever you're going to find some swim trunks. Um, fanny packs and sling bags, you know, go to your Urban's, go to your book bag makers, the um, the Herschel's, um, the North Faces, you know, um, I don't know, I guess Jansport if you want to go a little cheaper option, you know, but like, you know, the clothing stores also have their own separate fanny pack. I know Zara has some. Uh, Urban, you know, you, you know, Adidas and Nike have their own. So go there for those. Um, shades, I would say go to, you know, you could you could go from the fact that you could go on the corner of Manhattan and you're going to see some dudes selling shades. You know, you could go that route or you can go and go to an actual glasses store and find some nice shades. You can go for the Ray-Ban route. You know, there's plenty of options there. Uh, I know ladies, they, they, you know, can get their sunglasses pretty much anywhere from their fashion overs, their pretty little things, you know, their, um, Whatever other websites you ladies shop at, there's there's definitely um I know there's options for for shades for you guys. Um third essential. So that's third. Uh number four. 
I think you gotta do you know, number four, vacation essential. Pair of white sneakers, man. Pair of white shoes. You wanna be fresh in them. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep I'm a double four because I was gonna consider this five, but I'm gonna put this as four as well for a white pair of shoes and shoes that you could beat up. Because you're gonna be doing activities and stuff, whether it be hiking or um, I don't fucking uh, running or you know doing some type of activity on vacation. You don't want to be wearing your fresh jays to do that activity, man. You don't want to potentially scuff them up or dirty them up. So get, bring a pair of shoes that you don't really care about, so you can do activities in. I think that's a, a underestimated thing to bring on vacation. People are like, oh, I gotta bring my fly shoes um, or my fly slides or or. Ladies, the heels or your flats, whatever. You need to bring some type of sneaker that's durable, something that's comfortable where you're doing long walks. You know, you're visiting this place, visiting that place. You need something that you you don't mind being dirty and something that's comfortable. Your, your Adidas Ultra Boost, your, uh, your Nikes, whatever running Nikes you have, you know. Just go that route of a comfortable shoe that you don't mind getting dirty. Even if it's a pair of Vans or a pair of Converse, definitely a pair of shoes that, you know, you don't mind being dirty. Uh, next would be a fresh pair of white shoes. You want a pair of white shoes to go out to those those brunches, those dinner times. As long as it's not to the club after, but a nice pair of fresh whites, whether it be Air Forces, Air Maxes, uh, Ultra Boost, or Jordans, you know, uh, now New Balance, you know. So you definitely need a fresh pair of whites. Uh, be on the lookout for them Air Stop, uh, the Terrors. Uh, Drake's Nocta collab uh, Nike shoes. Those I think are going to be a real popular shoe. It's kind of a leather ish shoe. It's an old school basketball looking shoe. So your feet might get hot, but I could see people rocking those during the summertime. So be on the lookout for those. Um, Air Max ones, you know, 97s, 95s, you know, those are all doable as well. And you never go wrong with a pair of white on white uh, Air Force ones. Uh, so that's definitely an essential there. Uh, number five. I think you have to have something that you can dress up in. For fellas, button-up shirt, ladies, dresses, sundress, whatever you want to go. Some place that, you know, if you want to eat out, you're going out to the club. You don't want to be wearing T-shirts everywhere, man. You want to have a nice button-down. Either if you're by yourself or you're with your lady or with your, with your guy friends, whatever you're doing, or with the person you're interested in. You know, you want to you be dressed up nice. You want vacation, man. You want to be living your best life. You want to be dressed like you're living your best life. You know, and, and you know, fellas, it's not just in t-shirts, man. We need to see the button downs. You know, you rock them. You know, to the dinners. Um, you know, going out to the club. You know, it, it, it. You stand out. You know, so don't be scared of colors. You know, to go out there with patterns. You know, just go out there in your vacation shirts. There's vacation shirts. That's what they're called. Maybe not wearing them to the office or nothing like that. These shirts you could rock. You know, when you, you know, when you're going on vacation. So definitely that would be my fifth essential and my last is a vacation essential. So just to go over it, we have um, swim trunks. We got um, uh, sling bags, uh, fanny packs. We got um, white, all white shoes, shoes that you can get dirty in. Um, we got button downs. And then we have lastly... Sunglasses. So those are my essentials for vacation. For all you guys, make sure you pack those for your next vacation. Definitely, I feel like they're essential. And this leads me on to the next trend. I kind of dabbled into it a little bit. What is the next trend for fashion upcoming? 
what are we going to see and be like, wow, that is something that we could see more and more people wearing. So there's two things I had. Uh, both are shoes. But. I can see other things coming into play too. So I, I'm seeing the craze of carpenter pants, carpenter pants. Everybody's rocking them now. But it's getting hotter outside, man. So what are you rocking? So I think we're going to see the return of jean shorts. I'm not going to be surprised if we see the return. I'm not talking about the John Cena above, you know, below the knee jorts. I'm talking about, you know, some lower, you know, some above the knee jean shorts that, you know, might have a jogger waistline. I can see that becoming a trend. The two other things I'm seeing, I think the high stop terrors, the Drake uh, sneakers, that give you that old school, almost that 750 Adidas, but in a Nike. And I think feel like Drake did that with his high his high steppers. I think those and phone posits. I think phone posits might be making a return. Uh, listen, you hear to hear first if any of these trends come true, man. I think phone posits are going to come back. It's been some time now. They haven't really been popular since I was in high school. But I could definitely see phone posits come back. So be on the lookout for that too. Um, so those are my next trends. Last thing I wanted to get into is the league fit of the week. You know, we like to do this every week and trying to um trying to, you know, give a shout out to those NBA players who got style, man, who got swag. You gotta give them props, man, where props is due. So my league fit of the week had to go to uh, Jason Tatum. My man had a calm fit on, and I am trying to find the photo. Um, but my man Jason Tatum, man, kept it real simple. I like it. Um, so uh, he in his fit, he had an old school Larry Bird Celtics graphic tee. You know, with all the iconic Celtic players from the KGs to the Larry Birds uh, to the Bill Russells, uh, a Army fatigue camo jacket uh, with some brown, I think Dolce and Cabana pants, and the white and green Air Jordan 4s. Crispy, bro. Calm fit. Got the little J, J, uh, J chain on for J Tatum. Those are five fit, man. Something that's not too crazy. Calm, fitted. Shout out to Jay Tatum, man. Speaking of Jay Tatum, them Celtics are wilding right now. They are killing it in the NBA right now, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to what Jason Tatum's doing. That team has really bounced back after that R.J. Barrett game winner against them. Uh, the Knicks have been kind of on the opposite trend. But we'll discuss that a little bit more as we get into the sports section of the podcast. We are back, and baseball is back as well. The MLB has reached the agreement, and the lockout is over after 99 days of struggle for the Major League Baseball fans, owners, and players. We will have baseball starting April 7th, and that is when the regular season begins. 
Spring training is supposed to start next Thursday, March 17th. And for our local teams, the Yankees and the Mets, they seem like they're in two opposite sides of where their free agency has went so far. Yankees have only re-signed Joelis Rodriguez, the reliever. The Mets have spent crazy on Stalin Marte, on Eduardo Escobar, on Mark Canha, Max Serger. You know, they've made some improvements to their team already. And the Yankees haven't done much. Now for the Mets, Steve Cohen, he's just shown and proven to everybody that he's not messing around this year. He wants his team to be competitive. He wants his team to be able to win the division. And it's just really tough to see the Mets, you know, not competing for this division. Atlanta might lose Freddie Freeman. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, the Braves, you know, I mean, um, the Phillies are right there, but they, you know, they haven't really done much in free agency either. But this is the Mets. I think the Mets, this is their opportunity to really shine. Miami, they've had some issues with Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter has stepped down as president of that team. So it's very interesting to see where the Mets go. Uh, when it comes to uh, the rest of free agency, they definitely need some relievers. Uh, they'll have to go into the reliever market. Who's their third baseman? Are you starting Aguado Escobar at third? Um, Lindor at short. McNeil at second. Alonzo and Dom Smith at first. You know, you got... Um, wow, I'm forget. I'm literally... The catcher they signed last year is literally just escaping my mind. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, they have a catcher, so they have their catchers all stat. You got DeGrom and Scherzer as your one and two. You might want to sign another pitcher. Uh, you got Carrasco coming back from injury. I know you got um, a couple of other young pitchers that the Mets have. Uh, you got you not you got Yamamoto, you know, coming back as well. Uh, Delushi, uh, De- oh, I forgot his name, man. But yeah, so the Mets have a young staff as well as the Yankees. Similar, uh, the Mets have you know they they've made some improvements. Um, and their team is a team looking to uh, compete for a division title, hopefully compete in the playoffs when they get there. But the thing to be worried about is Freddie Freeman. Where does he go? Because as a Mets fan, do you prefer the guy out of the three spots to go to the Braves, stay with the Braves, go to the Dodgers, or go to the Yankees? Those are like your three most hated teams as a Mets fan, and them going to Either one of those three teams would suck, but if I had to rank them for which team I would prefer Freddie Freeman to go to as a Met fan, it would be Yankees, Dodgers, Braves. You don't want to face uh, Freddie Freeman 19 games during the season. You would rather play him, you know, maybe nine times, you know, for L.A. I don't know how many times they play L.A. this year, but... um. Or play him, you know, for a series or two max with the Yankees. You know, yes, the Yankees are your competing rival in the city, but you don't play the Yankees as often. The only time you would face them, you know, besides the here and there Subway Series, is in the World Series where you'll have to deal with Freddie Freeman. So uh, let's see where he goes. You know, a couple of reporters, the Joel Shermans, the John Heymans, are stating that it's, you know, he 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 lives in L.A. in the offseason. You know, it might be tough. The Yankees are kind of third behind the Dodgers and the Braves. Uh, I think he's going to end up going to the Dodgers. I, I think 
I mean, unless, you know, you never know when it turns around, the Yankees give him a big-time offer. But I think he's going to the jo- to the Dodgers. I'm going to just dabble in and give you guys uh, the top 10 free agents right now that are still available. Um, we got Carlos Correa, the big-time shortstop who played for Houston. I really don't think either one of those teams are going to be uh, interested in him. I, I think Correa is just too much money for the, for the Yankees at this time. You got LeMay, you signed long-term. You got Giancarlo Stanton signed long-term. Garrett Cole signed long-term. You know, you're going to have to give a contract to Aaron Judge. Are you really going to give another big contract to Carlos Correa? Yes, you have a need at shortstop, but Anthony Volpe is supposed to be ready. If not this year, for sure next year. So you don't really want to – you want to stop gap shortstop. So maybe unless you sign a Correa for like a one-year deal – or if you have a plan to sign him and then move him to third, then that's a possibility. But Correa's one. Trevor Story, another shortstop from the Rockies, is two. Freddie Freeman, who we just talked about, three. Nick Castellanos, outfield, is four. They said, suppose he was rumored to go to uh, the Marlins, you know, but then talks, you know, the whole uh, lockout happened. Who knows? Chris Bryant, Michael Conforto, former Met, Kyle Schwarber, the DH from the Red Sox. Anthony Rizzo, who you would the Yankees, I think, would like back at first base if they're unable to get Matt Olson or Freddie Freeman. Um, Ken, uh, Kenley Jansen from the Dodgers, which I presume he would go back. Clayton Kershaw already signed with the Dodgers, and so did Carlos Rondon. So those two are out. Nelson Cruz is another guy, and then Andrew Chafin. Uh, you know, Nelson Cruz is going to be a big time DH who could be available for National League teams too, because you know, National Team National League now has a DH. We're back to nine-inning um, um, doubleheaders and no ghost runner on second. Um, you know, so it's, it's you know, whoever scores, you know, if they score first and you stop the team game over, you know, it's not no advantage. You have to get runners on base. You have to do the process of doing that, not getting a free runner on second. So it's going to be interesting to see with these names. There's so many big names out there. Everyone was saying there's going to be this huge frenzy of players signing. We haven't really seen it yet, but we should soon. I, I presume, you know, the bigger free agent is going to take some time. You know, there's also trade people, uh, trades coming in, the Matt Chapmans, the Matt Olsons. You know, they're going to be available, so let's see what happens with them. You know, the Brewers might be, you know, making some calls, the Reds as well. You know, let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, but looking forward to seeing what the Mets and the Yankees do. I, I If I had to... Tell you what I would do as a Yankee fan. I think I would try to trade Giancarlo Stanton because I feel like now his value is way more valuable and see just, you know, make a couple calls as a Yankee, as uh, someone in the Yankees, you know, make a couple calls on Giancarlo Stanton. See if he has any trade value, you know, see if you can unload that money because Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are pretty much the same thing. And Giancarlo Stanton is only getting older. It's going to be more difficult for him to continuously play the outfield. Aaron Judge is probably going to be the same thing because these dudes are big. You know, they're tall dudes. You know, they they don't, you know, their body might break down. It's a lot. You know, they hit for power. Um, But if I had to choose, I'd rather have Judge. If I had if I had to choose, I'd rather have Judge and Correa than Judge and Stanton. So what I would do is I would trade Stanton, you know, free up the money, and then sign Correa. Honestly, I would see if anyone would be considerate of DJ LeMahieu too, because he's your super utility man. But you gotta, are you using a super utility man at ninety million? You know, so if someone's willing to offer something up for LeMahieu, I'll take that too. 
and have Torres start at second. I would re-sign Rizzo. You know, I would have Rizzo. If not, I would go after Matt Olson, but it depends on what the package is. I'm not giving up Volpe. I would give up Peraza maybe because I know Volpe's coming up and he'll probably take his position. So if I had to, I would have Correa at third, Volpe at short, uh, Torres at second. Uh, I, let's say Rizzo at first. Um, catcher is still questionable. I guess Gary Sanchez, but he's not a greatest catcher. He's a good power catcher, but not a great catcher. Uh, I guess Gallo at left, Judge and right, and I would sign a center, a center field. I would see if you know what the Rays would want for Kevin Kiermaier. I'll look and let's see who who's another free agent outfielder. You know who they can sign. Um, maybe Tommy Pham. See how much it would be for him. Um, Kevin Pillar is another interesting option, or Jorge Soler. You know, I would I would see what what those options are. And you know, even uh, Suzuki, the guy from Japan, I would I would sign him. You know, to be center field because you just can't trust Aaron Hicks, man. You can't. And then for starters, you have Garrett Cole. You know, you can put, I would say, Severino second. You know, you got Montgomery, put him third. You want to put Herman fourth or, or Tyone fourth, do that. Move Herman to the bullpen permanently or Severino to the bullpen permanently. You can flip-flop. And then at fifth, I would have a battle between Garcia, Schmidt, um, even Nasty Nestor. You know, you got you got options when it comes to the starting pitching. So I'm not really worried about the Yankees starting pitching. I would add another reliever or two. You know, look at the Andrew Schaefer and see how much that's going to cost. You know, go after maybe Joe Kelly, you know, a Tyler Anderson from the Mariners, a left-handed pitcher. You know, I would, I would, you know, see what the options are for that. Um, And then, you know, you have Chapman coming back. You got Loisica. You still got Chad Green, Zach Britton coming off the Tommy John. Uh, should be interesting to see what the Yankees do with their bullpen as well. Uh, but that's what I would do as a Yankee fan. But let's move on to the NBA now. So last uh, last night the Knicks played the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Fortunately, they played tough, man. They the Knicks definitely played well. Uh, this has been their 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 best stretch in a while. Uh, the Knicks have played. Uh, they've won three straight before that, beating L.A. They almost beat the Suns in Phoenix after a game winning heartbreaking loss by Cam. You know Cam Johnson in the game winner. But um. You know, you have um, – they lost 118 to 114. You know, uh, Jaron Jackson had in himself an outstanding game, locking up, um, you know, Knicks drivers when they were driving to the paint. John Morant went for 37 last night. He killed it. Um, Julius Randle went for 36 and 12. Burks had 18. RJ had 23. And, you know, they didn't shoot the ball well. But – um. You know, the Knicks played hard. It's just ultimately the loss to the better team. This is a second-seeded Memphis team that just, you know, the Knicks gave them everything they had, but Memphis is, they've been playing way better this year. And, you know, they did what they came to do, and that was beat a team that was rolling in the Knicks. And now the Knicks are 11 games under 500 once more uh, with about, they are 28 and 39, which would put them at, if I do the math correctly, that would be, uh, 67 games. So they have about 15 games to go. So, uh, should be interesting to see what the Knicks do, um, in these next, uh, 15 games, you know, are they going to be able to fight for a playoff spot? 
that they're fighting for the temp seed, it seems like right now, but you know, they're four and a half out of the temp seed currently, based on what I'm seeing here. The Hawks are in 10th. You know, they won, Charlotte won, uh, the Wizards lost. Right now, the Knicks are two and a half, behind, two games behind the Wizards, four and a half behind the Hawks in temp seed. Um, you know, let's see what the Knicks are able to do, man. They have a they have a game against the Hawks. They have two games against the Wizards, two games against the Hornets. They play in the Nets tomorrow at, you know, on ABC. That's a must win, I think, for the Knicks if they want to, you know, keep their playoff hopes alive. If not, just keep playing the rookies, man. I want to see Deuce starting. I want to see Quentin Grimes, Quentin Grimes starting. You know, have give RJ run. You want to start Randall, okay. And Mitch Robinson's been playing up his value. Those are two guys that have been playing up their value. I would do a sign and trade for Mitch. Trade Randall in the offseason as well. So, you know, build this team around your young players, your RJs, your quicklies, your top, you know, your, even though top hasn't played well, your Cam Reddishes, even though he's hurt, your Quentin Grimes. And, you know, and build from there. See what you can do. Play these guys next year and see, you know, see the growth in this team. Hopefully he can get a point guard and a Jalen Brunson, a Malcolm Brogdon, um, uh, Anthony Simons, maybe even that's an outside shot, but someone like in that ilk, a point guard that can grow with the team. And, um, you know, hopefully you're able to do that. Now for the Nets, they blew uh, Philly out the water on a Thursday. Big game. You know, Ben Simmons returned back to Philadelphia. He was getting booed the crap out of him. And he wasn't even on the court. He was sitting on the bench. Um, it was a big win for the Nets, man. Big win. Uh, they blew Philadelphia out the water. Um, Kyrie had himself a great game. KD, you know, his shots were just butter. All game. Net barely move. The guy was, you know, unstoppable. James Harden, on the other hand, didn't have himself a good game. Shot terribly from the field. Um, you know, and, you know, is that the James Harden we're going to see? Is he is he going to be able to perform in clutch time? And that's been the problem with James Harden. Um, he needs to show that he can play big in those big moments. He hasn't did that, you know. Um, and it's just, you know, he has to prove and show that you know, he's able to do that. He's got one of the best teammates he's ever had in Joel Embiid. It's just a matter of, um, you know, bringing that all into fruition. He was a minus 29 in the loss. He shot three of 17, three threes, um, had five assists and six rebounds. But, again, it just wasn't enough. Joel Embiid had himself a great game, got to the line constantly. But, you know, it was just, that Brooklyn team is just too much. When you got Kyrie – and KD, two of the best scorers in the NBA, healthy and hitting shots, the Nets are almost impossible to stop. And this is why people are still picking them for the title at the end of the day. But um, great game, you know, by the Nets. They got their victory. They need to keep fighting. I mean, let's see what happens with Kyrie, man. Uh, let's see what happens. He has maybe four games left where he's able to play unless the mandate here in New York City changes. Ben Simmons, who knows when he gets back from his back injury. He needs to come back soon so he can have some chemistry with, with his new team. You know, if he's just coming back in the playoffs, he's not a good playoff performer. Same thing like James Harden. You know, is he going to shrink during playoff time? The Nets are going to need him because they're going to be in the play-in tournament most likely. But they're going to have to play Toronto in Toronto where Kyrie can't play. So that means it's Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant. 
They're going to need to push through and have enough to beat them. And even if they lose, they're going to be at home against whoever wins 9 and 10. And again, Kyrie won't be able to play in that game. It'll be KD and Ben Simmons. And you're talking about, you know, KD, one of the best players to ever play basketball in the NBA. So the Nets need to have their full team out there healthy and ready to go because if they don't, they're going to be known as a big failure. KD, this is two years, you know, now where, you know, or they actually has been there for three years, but this is the second year where he's actually been able to play and they don't do anything. So this is going to be extreme disappointment for the NBA. Uh, I don't have them winning the East right now. I think the Bucs are still the favorites in my opinion. And I think, I think it could be a rematch, honestly, with Phoenix and Milwaukee. Uh, Phoenix has been playing extremely well. And once Chris Paul comes back, you know, Draymond Green coming back for the Warriors is going to be big too. But uh, it should be interesting to see what happens as, you know, as we're closing out on the regular season. Um, so it should be nice to see. March Madness is also started next week. Big March Madness. I'm excited to see that. College basketball is at this funnest time when March Madness is on. So I'll be keeping close eyes on that. Uh, so let's see what happens um, with March Madness. That should be fun. And then also NFL free agency starting next week. So we have a busy week coming up for the MLB, March Madness, the NBA, the NFL. It's, it's all coming into fruition. Last thing I wanted to talk about before end the pod was uh, WrestleMania. Now WrestleMania is coming our way. Um, pretty soon, the beginning, uh, April 2nd and 3rd, so, you know, less than three weeks away. Um, it should be interesting to see, to see what um, how WrestleMania is. You know, we saw that Jeff Hardy debuted on AEW, saving Matt Hardy from getting a beatdown. Um, so it should be interesting to see, you know, how, how you know, they're able to uh, – Fill these spots in WWE. They have a smaller roster now. Um, let's let's see if um, WrestleMania. Can, it has the opportunity to be one of the biggest. You have all these part-time stars: Logan Paul, the um, Jackass star. Um, let's let's see what happens. You know, so uh, night one we got Logan Paul and The Miz versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Could we see a possible Dominic Mysterio turning on turning on Ray? You know, as a son versus father type of thing, maybe that would be interesting to see. Uh, McIntyre and Corbin, this is, you know, this is about time where McIntyre just ends this feud. He needs to go back into the championship picture, in my opinion. But he needs to get get done with uh, Baron Corbin. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. We got uh, Shinsuke and Rick Boogs versus the Usos, which should be interesting. Um Let's see if they break it into multiple teams. Right now, it's Shinsuke and Rick Boogs versus the Usos uh, because Boogs had beaten uh, Jay Uso on SmackDown, so they got their shot. Uh, should be an interesting match. I think you know adding another tag team would make it more flair because this is a, a rivalry that just started. Uh, we, need, we don't really have – WrestleMania is supposed to be these big buildup of emotional rivalries. And I don't feel like we have that with that tag team title match. Uh, Raw's women's title, Be- Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch should be a really great match between both. Um, I, I think Bianca's got to win this. Becky's been at her best, you know, since she's came back. Uh, Becky Lynch has always been a polarizing figure since, uh, her man, the man, uh, gimmick 
Uh, Want to see what happens with her. And I'm curious to see what happens with her husband, uh, Seth Rollins. He's rumored to have a match. I said they're going to throw him into the United States Championship picture. Are they going to fight him, call somebody out one-on-one? Could we see Cody Rhodes fighting him at WrestleMania? Should be interesting to see. I'm curious to see what happens with him. Uh, we got KO who called out uh, Stone Cold. We kind of know what's going to happen with this. Stone Cold is going to stun him, drink a couple beers, pretty much say, fuck you, Kevin Owens. And that's going to be the end of Kevin Owens for that night. Uh, we got Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. I mean, um, I don't know, man. Listen, I, I think Rousey should win this match. I think uh, what would make it more interesting is if we actually seen the wrestling skills around the Rousey. She's had to improve since her last time. She's gotten better over time, but you know, she's still one of those, you know, it's, it's tough to transition from actual fighting to uh, entertainment wrestling. So I want to see more of that entertainment from Ronda Rousey, and she don't look stiff as a wrestler. But I think Ronda should win that. We got Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Sammy Zane. More of a gimmick match. I found it funny how Knoxville had put uh, Sami Zayn's phone number on a plane. And everybody was blowing up his phone, calling him and texting him and all that. That was funny. Uh, should be a gimmick match. Uh, it would be funny to see if Knoxville wins this uh, versus Sami Zayn. We got Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory should win this again. You know, it seems like they got he got Austin Theory got a lot of fans. Uh, he's all right. You know, I don't see what the, all the hoopla is about him, but hey, you know he's an athletic dude. Do a lot in the ring. Uh, Pat McAfee is a host. Uh, you know, they'll probably have the host win ultimately because he's been picking on Pat McAfee and McAfee's had enough. But, you know, Pat McAfee, you know, he puts his all out when it comes to wrestling. He did that his first time when he fought Adam Cole. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Edge versus AJ Styles, which should be a great match. A match that wrestling fans have been looking forward to for a long time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, now we got heel Edge versus face AJ Styles. Should be a great match. Um, we got the triple threat for the women's tag team titles. We got Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley versus Naomi and Sasha versus Carmella and Zelina Vega. I mean, Naomi and Sasha, you know, they look like they have all the momentum. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley look like a good team together too, but ultimately I think Naomi and Sasha, you know, Sasha been killing the game from the beginning, so I think I think she'll end up winning. Then you got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. What's going to happen in that match? I think Roman Reigns is going to win and become the all-out champion of WWE, whether it be Raw or SmackDown. Um, this guy's a beast, man. Best character in WWE right now. It should be interesting to see who challenges him after Brock Lesnar. Who are they going to build up to take that title away from Roman Reigns? And I don't know who is it going to be yet. Maybe Cody Rhodes returns, beats Seth Rollins, and then he challenges Roman Reigns. But it should be interesting to see who ends up being Roman Reigns for that title. But that is all I have for you guys. I do appreciate the time that you guys gave me to present to you guys with this wonderful episode of Chapter 17, The Stretch Run. Hope you guys have yourself a great rest of the weekend. Enjoy the week. Make some money. And we'll be back next week with a fresh episode of Hear Him Out. Peace out. Woo!